This is the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast. Hello and welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast. Chris Kennedy, Don Brock and Adrian McMurray in the studio to take you through all the big ins and outs and fantasy conundrums of round 20. Thank the fantasy gods, the buy rounds are now behind us. We have a, a full quota of teams to choose from, but not quite a full quota of players to choose from because the annual late season injury carnage has already started. Um, boys, a huge week, lots of dramas. Can't wait to get into it. Yeah, um, you know, happy happy days. We're into the run home. Um, a few injury issues, as you mentioned, we'll run through. Sean Johnson will be a headache for a lot of people. But, um, you know, apart from that, team's looking pretty good. Yeah, looking pretty solid. I did trade Johnson in last week, though. Ah, oh, so you're the one. Yeah, right. sorry about that. <laughs> um, it was looking great. I was happy days, big points on the run home, but not to be. I, I assume that's an apology to the entire fantasy community for the coach's mock that you've put on for <laughs> yeah. SJ. Apologies to all. The latest in league. All right, we'll go straight into the team list because there's plenty of changes to get through. It kicks off on Thursday night with the Brisbane Broncos and the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, Brisbane get their origin guys back, but Darius Boyd is still out injured. What do we think of the Broncos? Well, it's interesting. Um, our man up in Brisbane, Eden Richards, he was at Broncos training this morning. Um, they named Jermaine Izarko again at fullback, made mm-hmm. his debut last week against the Knights. However, they, he saw Cody Nikarima training at fullback with um, Izarko in the reserves. So it could be a late positional switch on the cards mm. for Brisbane with uh, Nikarima. hasn't played a lot of fullback uh, during his time in the NRL. He's filled in there occasionally, but we could see him at the back. Yeah, interesting news. Um, they do have you know a lot of playmakers these days. Nikarima named on Tuesday in the uh, reserves, Jersey 21. So... Could shake things up there. Benji Marshall still there on the bench. Um, Hunt and Milford in the halves. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how many people still have Nick Reamer <laughs> in their team, but, you know, it could be interesting change-up. With, uh, with Benji on the bench, are we thinking that the long-awaited Andrew McCulloch minutes conundrum might finally be head, or he's just, well, I think we're just locking him in for 80 for the rest Who knows? Of the he's been playing 80 all year. Um, I think his points have been a little down recently, just around those... That 50 yeah. mark, low 50s. But, um, you know, if he plays 80, he's always capable of a big score if he gets a few attacking stats. Cool. Well, we'll move on to the uh, the Bulldogs. They also are boosted by some returns from Origin with Clemmer, Josh Jackson, Brett Morris all back into the 17. Uh, anything fantasy of note in the, the Bulldog side? Um, Aidan Tolman's been killing it the last few weeks, playing massive minutes in the front row because James Graham has been out. We assume Graham will be back in the next few weeks. There's been a few rumours on the net about him being out for the season, but I don't know um, if that's going to be the case. So when Graham comes back, we assume Tolman's scores mm. drop. Um, He's been playing massive minutes yeah. with, with Graham out. Obviously, I know he's had a, a huge 80 Can he do that? Every week. Surely that's not sustainable. No, I wouldn't think so. But, uh, yeah, certainly, you know, leading the way in terms of uh, tackles and metres there for the dogs. Um, really, the rest of their side, not a lot doing from a fantasy perspective. Will Hopwide is still killing it, though, at the back. But, you know, he could be a, a sneaky point of difference. Mm, but Especially in the centres where there hasn't been any real consistent yeah. scores. Mm, exactly. Moses Embai, I think, had a few good scores playing... Um, a bit at hooker. They've been bumping around Leisha to the bench, starting Frawley in the halves and by it. hooker. I mean, that's been boosted by, you know, the try against the Knights, long-range try. I've tried to forget. Um, <laughs> so, again, but he's been named at halfback again this week. So you can't really rely on those kind of scores keeping up. Yeah, a bit too much risk over Moses to be a, a point of difference option in the halves, we're thinking, for the run home. Mm. 
All righty, we'll move straight on to the, <laughs> for those insights there. The Roosters and the Knights could be another tough uh, afternoon for Newcastle. The Roosters, a uh, few injury dramas there. Michael Gordon out and uh, Jake Friend, particularly fantasy relevant uh, for quite a few teams. Um, he's out injured for a while as well. Connor Watson has been named at fullback. Mitch Cornish, who was uh, really good uh, the other week, comes into the starting side uh, and... They also get the Origin guys back with Ferguson, Pierce, and uh, Dylan Napa all in. Victor Radley uh, gets a spot on the bench. Yeah, so Mitchell Pierce, I'm guessing, will be a very popular option this week with Johnson out. He's about the same price as Johnson. He scores about being pretty similar, high 50s, which is great for a half. Um, yeah, Watson and uh, Cornish, you know, would have been really popular if this was earlier in the season. They're both reasonably cheap in good scoring positions. Um, I don't think they're really options at this point unless you think they're going to be keepers somehow. So, I mean, who knows? See how they go this week. Yeah, we'll see Friend back in about three to four weeks. Um, so that limits Cornish's appeal. Again, the timing, Connor Watson, he'll go back to his bench role, we would assume, and could be an NPR nightmare once he's out of the starting side. Yep. Well, he, uh, I mean, could he stay at fullback foreseeably for the rest of the season if uh, if Michael Gordon? Yeah, I think so. It's a, it's a it's a possibility. I mean, if he, if he gets a lot of tackle breaks this week, you could see people getting excited next week. But um, you know, it's a big if at this this stage. Yeah. Probably a bit past looking for mid range cut price, cut price yeah. keepers in the, mm-hmm. the fullback position. What about the uh, the Knights? They tend to make a few chops and changes to the forward pack on a, a weekly basis. Uh, Jacob Saifidi's out, but that's through injury. Um, Sean Kenny Dow, a club debut on the wing, uh, quite fittingly, serendipitously, if I can use a big word, <laughs> against his former club, the Roosters. Um, a few other changes in the, the backs and so on. I think Jamie Bure has gone back to the bench yep. as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so a bit of a reshuffle again, you know, as usual. Nothing hugely new, though, in terms of um, fantasy. Sione Matadia got 50 last week, which is a good sign for him. Yeah, that's because I sold him. So <laughs> welcome everyone who kept him. Thought I'd bring that up. Uh, Dane Gagai, still going pretty well, I think. I, what did he score last week? I'm not sure. But he's, he's had a good run recently. Um, he's a bit of a pod in the, you know, at the back or in the centres. Um, that's about it, fantasy-wise. Yeah, well, you know, Bura, he was a popular yeah. sort of guy earlier in the season. Now he's playing this sort of bench hooker role yeah. like he started last week, yeah. um, which is, you know, interesting from a from a point-scoring perspective. Um, I guess probably not many people have him at this stage, but... Yeah, I mean, with him named on the bench this week, he could come in the side again at hooker, but you kind of want him playing 80 minutes in mm. the back row, ideally, um, to to score 50 or above, so, yeah, I'd look elsewhere. Mm. Mitch Barnett had a reasonable yeah. score last week. He sort of flattered to deceive in round one with a big score. He hasn't really backed it up since. Yeah, he had a great game, a few um, uh, half breaks or line breaks. Um, so he can he can do well, you know, he can, he can get attacking stats as well as get through a lot of tackles, but he doesn't do it every week. So, you know, it's an option, but you'd be relying on him having more of those big games on a regular basis. Heading on to the second Friday night game, the Sharks and the Bunnies down there in the Shire. Um, Sharks are really uh, surprisingly big loss up on the Gold Coast. Last week, Maloney was rested. He comes back in um, for Fita back in the starting side after a bit of a post-origin breather uh, from the Pine in that game. Uh, Luke Lewis also in the starting team, Bakir and Tagatiti dropping back to the bench and uh, one-time Centurion, Kurt Capewell dropping out of the side. Yeah, so I think... You know, as usual, it's it's all about Gallon, Fafita for fantasy, for the Sharks. Fafita still got 57, I think, off the bench last yeah. week, mm. which is a good sign. Uh, Gallon killed it mid-80s, so, mm. 
He's a captaincy option for those who don't have Cameron Smith, or even those who do, who think he's going to keep pulling up those yep. big scores. Um, be an option for uh, Trent Merrin owners as well. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, for feeders, uh, obviously had a, a few lower scores um, during the origin period, down to 505,000 now, the break-even of 69, so we could even see a further price drop and mm. he'd be a really appealing buy for the run home. His average is pretty much well clear of all the other props. I think Marty Tapao is only a couple of points behind him, but those two are well clear of the rest. So he's probably, for those of us with all your, you know, your Jared Wallace, Felice Cafusi, yeah. Ryan James type players, he's probably the, the best upgrade for the run home. Yeah, I think so, especially with Tapao having a bit of a lean run. He got 50 on the weekend, but a few 40s, maybe a 30 below that. So Fafita, and Fafita's been a gun for years, so he's the standout. Yeah. We'll uh, have a quick look at the Bunnies team. Aaron Gray comes back on the wing for Braden Burns. Damien Cook recalled on the bench after perhaps strangely being left out. Uh, what are we thinking with the Bunnies? Cody Walker sort of hit a few decent scores after a lean run of form. Uh, Sam Burgess, pretty ordinary score last week. Angus Crichton, uh, broken foot, who cares? You'll just keep popping out massive <laughs> scores every week. What are we thinking there? Yeah, a few talking points. You know, beside the team list, there's been rumours about Adam Reynolds having a broken thumb. Sounds more like a strain. A yeah, sprain. sprained thumb or something. I think someone play, yeah. apparently. People saw some photos wearing, wearing a thumb guard and got a bit carried away, maybe. Um, he looks like he's playing. Uh, Crichton, as you say, will play through injury, at least in the short term. Again, there's been yeah. speculation about when the Bunnies are mathematically out of finals contention, whether they'll yeah. rest him then. You know, it could happen. Um, worst case scenario, if that, that does happen, you can still trade him for anybody because he's easily the most expensive yeah. back <laughs> yeah. rower in fantasy now. Um, Sam Burgess, yeah, he's had a bit of a lean run. Mm. So many demerits last week. It's like, what was it, four or five missed tackles and a couple of errors yeah. and penalties, and it adds up. I mean, often he can do that and still get a big score because mm. he's just so involved. Um, there's been a bit of talk he might be carrying some kind of neck injury. I don't know. Um, but again, you know, he's a, he's a champion player. He could bounce back and hit 70 this week. CK, I wanted to touch on Crichton because you were out at South training yesterday. I was. I spoke to the young man. What is the vibe that you're getting in terms of whether he's going to... He's saying he's going to push through and play at this stage. But yep. do you get the feeling that they might rest him down the track? So I had a uh, so I had a chat with Crichton and he said it was his decision to keep playing. He's, he was in a moon boot at the time. He said he gets around in the moon boot during the week, but he does still train, presumably without the moon boot on while he's training. <laughs> um, and he's basically just managing it. Um, all indications are that any kind of stress fracture in the foot, you are actually at risk of making it worse if you don't rest it up, unless it's one of the, you know, just little bones in the toe, I'm told, um, you can actually do more damage to it. But he did it a month ago against the Titans, and he's been going on it since then without apparently doing further damage. He said it was fine. He said he'll put his hand up for rest if he needs one. Um, Michael Maguire wasn't up for media, but he was wandering around, and uh, we, d we did ask him, you know, what's the go with Angus, and, and he completely brushed it. He said, no, he's fine. He's completely fine. Mm. We wouldn't be risking him if it wasn't... Um, so Maguire seems pretty comfortable that he's, he's fine to play on. So read into all that what you will, but the fact that he has, you know, it's, it's now a month on, it's probably close to, to healing. I, I assume he's going to keep playing through it. He also, one of the other things he mentioned, and this is in the, the article I wrote on it, NRL.com, is that he um, has for a while been targeting this starting 80-minute role, and he's obviously making a good fist of it now. He doesn't want to let that opportunity go. Um, I guess with any sport, you don't want to give someone else a crack at your spot yeah. through injury. So even if Souths are out of finals contention, I think if he feels like he's OK to keep playing, that would be his preference to do so. He also said in that interview he hasn't had the 
perfect game yet, despite yeah. his 120-point <laughs> yeah. bonanza. I said that to him. I, I, we sort of started talking about his form afterwards, and he goes, yeah, I'm still trying to improve. I haven't really had a good all-round game yet. And I said, mate, the Titans, come on. And he sort of laughed, and he went, yeah, even that game I wasn't happy with it. I feel like I could run better lines. And <laughs> you know, is that, you know what happens is he saw uh, Nathan Cleary <laughs> yeah, like, and thinks, I can, I can beat that. <laughs> I reckon he could score tries wearing a moon, but in yeah. the game. Based on that Titans game, I I actually I mentioned fantasy to him, and he he is aware of the the splash he's caused in the fantasy circles. Although he uh, he insists that's not his uh, his his main focus. Surprisingly, shocking. I wish more players would make it their main focus. Mm. But anyway, we'll move on to the Panthers and the Titans. Um, Panthers Bryce Cartwright not named this week, but apparently back in full training, and I think named in their interest side. So he's Mm. getting a little bit closer. Um, Matt Moylan returns in place of last week's impressive debutant. Tyrone May, Peter Wallace bumps uh, Mitch Rain out of the side in his return from a groin strain and uh, Trent Merrin, who we mentioned briefly before, uh, some kind of medial strain in his knee out for four or six or eight weeks, which is a bit of a headache for a few people, myself included. Plenty to talk about at the Panthers. There, uh, Yeah, there's plenty of talking points. We'll start with Merrin, his replacement, Moses Leota, yep. 148 in fantasy. Uh, so people could look at that and think, geez, he could you know, conceivably score at least 30 and be a, a reasonable cash out if you if you needed a, a scorer as well, low on trades and all that sort of thing. Um, but with Cartwright waiting in the wings, a number of other forwards on the bench, I yep. would say tread cautiously <laughs> or don't even tread at all if that's a <laughs> turn of phrase. It probably isn't. Um, Tyrone May, very impressive in his debut, mm. um, scored pretty well as well, getting a try. Um, however, obviously he makes way for Moylan. And looking at the rest of the side, uh, looks like Corey Harawira Naira, for those that still have him, probably you don't, but mm. that, that back row spot looks pretty safe now with Cartwright yep. probably going to come back in and play lock if we have a crystal ball. Yeah, it looks that way. Um, Dylan Edwards had his first you know, really quiet game last week, got 27. I wouldn't worry too much. Mm. That happens with fullbacks. Mm. Sometimes, um, you know, Nathan Cleary more than made up with that with his... Monster 126 uh, is obviously an option to replace Sean Johnson. Um, I'm sure we'll get to some questions about him versus Pierce versus Cherry Evans. I have an Cherry entire Evans. page of questions about that to come <laughs> later in the podcast, so we'll we'll certainly be covering that topic. Um, so yeah, anything else? The Titans. I think Corey Harrower and Iris in bidding uh, last week probably didn't impress anyone who's still owning him. Interesting that they're going with Leota to start when you've got mm. guys like you know Fisher Harris and, and so on on the bench who can you know, conceivably start in that role. But like you say, Cartwright back soon could throw a cat amongst yeah, the Yeah, it kind of does feel like he'll play this week and then Cartwright might come in as a straight swap next yeah. week. Mm. What about the uh, the Titans? They were super impressive um, in terrible conditions last week. Nothing really to talk about in the way of team changes. I think Boyle comes in for Politoni on the bench. Um, all their origin guys seem to be kicking along, but uh, their props in particular, Wallace and Ryan James, are a little bit sluggish in terms of fantasy scores of late. Yeah, Wallace was quiet last week, backing up from origin. That could be, you know, the reason. Um, he's probably, I don't know, I don't know if he's quite that keeper you want now or if he's more mm. of an 18th man kind of scorer. Like, still handy. Covers both, you know, front and back row. Um, scores close to 50, although last week he didn't. Um, Ryan James has dropped off massively from last year's super season where he was scoring tries for fun um yeah so both those guys if they're in your starting team are probably worth upgrading if you can if you've got both of them like i do then you've probably you've got both of them yeah yikes i was gonna sell one this week but then i lost 
Merrin and Johnson, and now I've got headaches everywhere. Well, fingers crossed. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ash Taylor, uh, big game from him, 74. Yeah. Um, two tries. Um, we've got a story up on the site uh, this morning about the, his teammates wanting him to run the ball more. So hopefully he will continue that for the, the few Ash Taylor owners out there. It's mm. funny how... Um, sorry to interrupt. How, so that was horrible conditions that game. So he kind of ran the ball out of necessity, I think, to keep things simple. And it's funny how that can, you know, change tactics going forward where a mindset yeah mm. the Sharks remember last year we're talking about that you know really wet games when they have to simplify things which helped them along in the helped them a lot in the long run so yeah could be a boost long term Kane LG as well part of the reserves there now he's playing oh he's not playing at the moment but he's sort of managing a sternum injury uh, yep. the knee of Ken Malmalo causing plenty of damage so he had trouble just you know sort of falling asleep at night, you know, that mm. sort of pain. So he's just sort of managing that pain. We might see him back this week, which I guess would see Tyrant Roberts make way potentially, despite his uh, good form and flick passes as well. Yeah, I think he's playing well enough to hold that spot, though. If, if there's any doubt about LG, um, at the moment... So the Titans have been keen to, to use LG when possible, but I think the Roberts-Ash Taylor combo is working so well, they might mm. just stick with that in the short term. Maybe Green having Taylor. the two sort of younger players next to each other, you, you want a bit of a more experienced head uh, at this point in time. Um, heading to Canberra versus Melbourne, it's pretty much do or die for the, the Raiders whose slim final hopes are trickling away. Um, they did do themselves a favour with a golden point win against the Dragons. They've got uh, Joe Tarpanay in for Josh Papali, who's got a two-week suspension. Um, Michael Oldfield joins the bench. I don't know if we're expecting too many minutes out of him. Uh, any points of interest at the Raiders? Well, it was more the fact that Papali was looking like a reasonably good cut-price keeper. I think he's averaging over 50 or close mm -hmm. to it this season. A couple of low scores have really you know, lowered, his, uh, lowered his value, so he's looking like an appealing uh, purchase out for the next two weeks, as you said. Um, Liam Knight, named for the first time on the Canberra bench, could come in for his debut, um, potentially a, a cash-out again if you need one. Um, but, yeah, bizarre that they name Oldfield on their bench, but you never know. It could be a, a Tim Sheen's throwback carrying a, <laughs> carrying a winger on the bench. Genius. It's funny because the Raiders were such a, a big fantasy team last year, or in the last couple of yeah. years. You know, you'd have so many fantasy, you know, Raiders players in your team. And this year, it's really not the case, is it? Mm. With Croker and Leilua. I mean, Rapan has been braining it for the most yeah. part. Mm. But a lot still of people still have Kotrick as well. But it's, yeah, yeah but they're just kind of borderline keepers, yeah. Yeah, Croker hasn't really put together the scores that we know that he's capable of in a fantasy sense. Like, Lua's been up and down. I mean, Rapana was, he scraped together 39 without really doing anything yeah. last week on the back of a, a few tackle busts, so he's still been pretty consistent. But yeah, their forward pack, not much to speak of in a, a fantasy sense. I guess it matches their general form this season compared to last season. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about the Storm, boys? We've got uh, Curtis Scott named in the reserves list. I know there's yeah. some questions about this in uh, later in the podcast, but young Tonamapia named to start, uh, which a few people uh, were banking on not happening. Um, elsewhere, they've got all their origin guys back with Slater, Kronk, Munster, Smith, Chambers, Glasby all back in the team after they were very understaffed against the Eels in their last game. Yeah, so, um, yeah, apart from all the origin stuff, yeah, Curtis Scott's the big news there. I mean, there's still a chance, we'll talk about it later, of him being a late inclusion. He's in the reserves this week. He missed their last game with illness, I believe. Um, so, you know, he could play. We probably won't know until Saturday, unfortunately, but 
uh, we'll see. Uh, Cameron Smith, for those who don't have him, will be a massive target this week. Mm. He's the uh, most reliable captain in fantasy, as always. Um, anything else? Yeah, I think we've seen Cameron Munster sort of evolve into yep. quite possibly a, a keeper, well, definitely a keeper. Um, you know, off the back of a, a few big scores for the Storm, a, a massive score in his Origin debut as well. Um, break even of 36 this week, just a tick under 500k. So really looks like an appealing upgrade option, someone like RTS, or if you've got a, a wing fullback averaging in the 40s, um, Munster could be your guy for the run home. Because mm. he's dual position as well, so if you've lost Sean Johnson, then Munster's probably a, a viable trade-in target. Um, like you say, he's consistent in the backs for someone who wants to upgrade a Tuovasa Shek or a Kotrick or someone like that. He uh, ticks a lot of boxes. All righty, heading on to Cowboys versus the Warriors. Uh, Cowboys... Uh, unchanged from last start. They beat the Bunnies uh, up in Cairns last week. The Warriors have Mason Leno in for Sean Johnson. Uh, any talking points at the Cowboys? You got anything? Tal Malolo was great <laughs> last week as my captain. Um, but yeah, business as usual for the Cowboys. Really not much to speak of there. Really, if the guys you've got, keep them. If they're doing well, nothing's changed. Yeah, Michael Morgan, uh, a brilliant score yeah. two weeks ago. Didn't really score that great against the Bunnies despite Cowboys winning. Um, people talking about him as a bit of a point of difference option for the run home. Maybe a little bit too risky, are we thinking? Yeah, he had a low score on the weekend. There's mm. much more reliable options. I wouldn't be taking a risk at this point. Yeah, 24 against the Bunnies doesn't bode well. No, speaking of boding, Bodine Thompson is <laughs> going well for the Warriors, <laughs> as is Simon Mannering, who's uh, one of the highest averaging players uh, across the board this season. Um, other than Mason Leno in for Sean Johnson, that's their only change. Uh, what do we think here? Yeah, um, question marks about two of us as Shaq after he only got 27 on the weekend. I know I said earlier that Dylan Edwards is still a keeper and he got 27. Um, the difference is Edwards has had some big scores just through tackle breaks. RTS has been scoring well for the previous five weeks before last week, but um, try had a try in every game. Mm. Yeah. And still only scored high 40s, so would have scored under 40 without those tries. So he's still probably a keeper, certainly borderline keeper. If your team's looking settled, uh, apart from that, you could upgrade him to a monster or somebody, but mm. um, or cash him out if you've got a lot of fullbacks. A few question marks there. Apart from that, you know, Johnson being out is the big news, I guess. Yeah, allow me to be uh, a bit self-indulgent. Please. Um, the, so I was, I was watching the, the Panthers-Warriors game. I thought, this is Merrin's chance <laughs> to finally repay my faith. <laughs> Get that big score against Bodine, who he was playing against. And after 26 minutes, Marin was on 28 points. Was that what your trade was, Bodine to Marin? Yeah, that, oh, was, that was the God. trade. So I was like, this is his chance for redemption. Not that you know, yeah. Marin really cares what his <laughs> fantasy score is. I'm sure it was burning him. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So he's on that 28 after 26 minutes. Goes down injured, obviously. Very unfortunate for the Panthers, unfortunate for all his owners. And uh, Bodine raced away to, I think, another 60. Mm. So, such is the way of things. Such is life for a <laughs> fantasy coach. Um, anything else the Warriors? Simon Mannering's just pumping out some ridiculous scores. Mountains of tackles and also jacking the odd try, harking back to his uh, edge-running days. Yeah, he's been, he's been great. He's been doing that for a few years. Yeah. Um, Did we think he was going to tail off this year because that's why I avoided him because yeah, I there was did. talk I at the start of the really year sure he wasn't going to play did, yeah. yeah I'm sure there was talk at the start of the year he was going to get you know more minutes on the bench and it just hasn't happened 
Yeah. What about uh, young Mason Lena, who's being added to the fantasy system as we speak? Um, potential cash out, maybe, if you've got three gun halves and one of them Sean Johnson. Could you cash him out, run with two, and use money elsewhere? Or? You could, yeah. Um, I mean, who knows what he's going to score. Um, I mean, it's interesting. Johnson being out might mean Kieran Forrance suddenly scores well in fantasy for the first time in his career as a really dominant half. I don't know. Maybe. Again, again, a risk. Yeah. <laughs> See what happens this week. We've got uh, Adahingano as well on the uh, yep. on the bench. Is mm. that potentially going to take minutes off Mason Lino or take his starting spot next week? Because it's hard to know with the Warriors, isn't it? It could do a Broncos and be subbing halfbacks, you know, depending <laughs> on how things go. It's the new trend in rugby league. <laughs> yeah. Just all halfbacks. Matt Frawley. Um, we head on to the Dragons and the Sea Eagles. Um, bit of a must-win game for the Dragons here after a, a couple of uh, mediocre results the last few weeks. They've got Ewan Aitken finally back from, I think he's been battling a foot injury on the back of his hamstring issues the last couple of weeks, but he's back in the centres. Um, Tyson Frizzell and Jack DeBellin both back in the starting side. Um, Tarek Sims moves to the bench. Blake Laurie, Kurt Mann, um, Russell Packer, Tani Milan, Hame Sele all miss out. Uh, Dragons, Jack DeBellin's probably, uh, along with Paul Vaughan, the real fantasy must-haves. Yeah, DeBellin scored really well despite being on the bench last week. Uh, Cameron McGuinness made 72 tackles or something, if I'm not wrong. Ridiculous, yeah. Last week, so, um, you know, a super gun in the uh, hooker spot. Um, yeah. There was a, a bit of concern around on Friday night when DeBellin was benched, but obviously that, that injury to Packer really allowed him to play his mm. usual big minutes. Um, hopefully that's not a trend moving forward. Uh, might just be a, a you know managing his... He's had mm. a few niggles. and He has had quite a few bumps and bruises and a, a few different things, so maybe that was part of it. Um, Paul Vaughan back with not, not quite a bang, but 51 in, I think, three separate stints on field after all. That is actually named to start at lock for DeBellin, who was benched. Um, then he got a rest, came back, got a rest, and then he got the last 10 minutes as well. Yeah, and he's back in the front row this week. I mean, we assume he's going to keep scoring well. Um, from memory, he's kind of uh, been often mid-40s and then the odd 60, 70, mm. you know, big attacking game. Um, so I assume there's going to continue, which probably makes him one of the top, what, three keepers in the front row? Mm. Yeah, I think he's probably average-wise third after uh, Fafita and Tapao. So, yep. um, pretty appealing for the run home. With Manly, uh, Appy Corusau and Matt Wright are both out injured. Uh, Brad Parker wing Cam Cullen hooker, which is testing their depth at the number nine, Jackson Hastings, onto the bench. Um, Cherry Evans in some wonderful form yeah. the last fortnight. Marty Tapao sort of crawling back to something like his best form. Tom Pravojevic is going really well. Uh, plenty to talk about at Manly. Yeah, Cherry Evans, um, we've, well, I've at least been pretty sceptical on all year because his um, kick metres at least are down with Blake Green coming to the side this yeah, but the last two weeks have been his two best scores of the season. Uh, two weeks ago, his running game was awesome. This week, he had the most kick metres all year, kicked goals as well. Mm. They've run out of goal kickers at Manly, but he slotted a few. Um, yeah, so, and with, with Johnson out, he's going to be one of those popular buyers. I don't know if we can safely say this is going to be the trend from now on, you know, massive mm. kick metres um, and all the rest, or if it's, you know, a little purple patch for him, but... Yeah, you know, in terms of on-field form, he's been amazing. So many killing it. try assists. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had him since round one and suffered through the the mediocre scores. Uh, it's really only by, you know, injuries elsewhere that I've kept him. I've, I've certainly wanted to trade him earlier, but I'm very glad that I've kept him uh, this far. And 
Um, you know, their sort of run to come, the Storm, the Roosters, uh, two tough games, but then they've got the Tigers, Dogs and Warriors and the Panthers to round things off. So could be a, a good run home for Manly. And, uh, yeah, DC certainly in stellar form at the moment. Well, those slightly, uh, quote-unquote, easier games are in the, the, the fantasy head-to-head finals. So if you can... Yeah. struggle through the next two weeks he might be a very useful one for, for head-to-head coaches for the run home especially if Matt Wright's injury keeps him out for a bit and, and Cherry Evans ends yeah, up keeping the, the goals for. and he's a little cheaper than guys like Pierce as well yep. so if you want to sell Johnson and free up a bit of cash in the process um, you know he's, a, he's just an option Final game of the round, West Tigers versus Parramatta in the Stakehine Cup at ANZ Stadium um, Tigers have Matt McKilrick uh, starting for Jacob Little who dislocated a shoulder Last week, uh, Jesse Sue is out suspended for one game. Chris Lawrence starts for him. Michael Cheekham and Tim Grant onto the bench. Uh, much doing fantasy-wise at the Tigers. Aaron Woods played yeah. big minutes with a couple of injuries last week. Scored, Lady, a, yeah. about, 60, scored about 60 points. Um, Lola here is doing reasonably well, better than I expected. Um, in the halves, I think Tedesco had a good game. 58 points. 58 yeah. points. So, so Woods played um, 80 minutes, 205 metres and 36 tackles, uh, score of 59. Impressive, but also probably, like if he has to play that many minutes to get to 59, yeah. not really, yeah. especially now. He was cheaper before, he's 461 now, which is getting towards, you know, Paul Vaughan uh, sort of price range, even for feeders only another 40 grand. So you could do a lot better. Yeah. Um, well, like Aidan Tolman scored better than that the last few weeks playing AD. And, mm. um, and yeah, and, and it looked like that's all base stats, I guess, if he only gets 60 mm. points. So no tackle breaks, no offloads, really. Yeah, but certainly you can't... Uh, a Herculean effort for any front rower to play mm. 80 minutes. Sure. We can't uh, grudge them for that, but better options elsewhere. Mm. They did lose two to injury in the first half as well, which would have bumped up the, the forward minutes on top of that. Um, what about Alex Twal? Because he's... Uh, I think he was named in the reserves then ended up in the 17 for the last game. Uh, rookie, former Eels uh, NYC star, um, getting through, what, roughly a point a minute in his time on field, lots and lots of just really hard work of tackles and, mm. and runs with no real demerits. Um, probably a good cash out two weeks ago, less so now, I'd say. Yeah, he'd still be fairly cheap, I guess, if you want someone with scoring potential. I mean, he's still a bench forward, but as you say, getting through a lot of points with the game time he gets. Um, yeah, oh, no, interesting one. 193 uh, now after the two price rises. And, yeah, certainly his last game, 37 tackles in 38 minutes. That's mm. a fair effort for someone's... It's rapid work. Yeah, especially early on in their NRL career as well. So, yeah, again, it's an annoying that he's come along now mm. at this point of the season when he could have been better yeah. earlier on. Still, I guess, if you wanted to cash out a, a Ryan James, a Jared Wallace, that kind of guy, and get someone with similar scoring potential, you know, close enough as a 18th man maybe, mm. and still free up a fair bit of cash. You won't get maximum value, but you get a fair bit, you know. He's a, he's a better option than most. Last but not least, the Eels, Manu Ma'u back into the starting back row, pushes Kenny Edwards to the bench, David Gower out of the side. Um, I guess Nathan Brown is going pretty well. Cameron yep. King is making a bit of a late-season late season cash cow push uh, Clint Gutherson doing pretty well in a sustained run at fullback. Yeah, uh, Brown's been playing 80 consistently or close to it. Um, looks a keeper, certainly in the front row. Gutherson keeps scoring well. He's had an awesome season. Mm, semi-81 in his last start against the Storm. 
you know, that was a, a powerhouse game. Unfortunately, I uh, moved him on last week to uh, <laughs> to free, you know, to get in um, guys for my for the run home. Um, but yeah, so timing of some of your trades this year is. <laughs> I got that score, but then I, I needed to get a scoring seven. Oh, and so after you, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was against the weak weekend storm side. Yeah, mm. so yeah, he needs attacking stats to do that. He won't do that every week. Um, I can see a lot of people probably having cashed him out or will cash him out if yeah. they've got a lot of fullbacks. Yeah, I think he'd probably be sold. He's nowhere near as consistent as guys like Edwards and Tedesco and Trebojevic and all these guys, especially now that his buy around usefulness has subsided. Fan questions from the hashtag, yeah. We'll move into the questions, and there are many. There are many questions. First one comes from Richard Hardles, who is involved with the Fantasy Fallout podcast that I have guested on previously, and Adrian, I think you might have as well yes. in the past. Yeah. Uh, Richard asks, uh, more pressing trade, upgrade McInnes to Cam Smith or trade Fui, I assume is Fui Maano, uh, move Turbo into centres and get any wing fullback? Oh, well, I like the second option because I, I think on the back of McInnes's, we all know Smith is a high priority but you'd probably want to be rolling with Smith and McInnes if you can, ideally. Um, so I don't think necessarily upgrading McInnes to Smith is yep. that much of a priority. Um, getting any wing fullback, you can get Munster, um, or there's a, a bevy of mm. options <laughs> to choose from. Now that Tedesco is done with all his origin commitments and so on, hopefully set for the run home, he's uh, pretty much a priority as well. Mm. And, uh, and Fuamano coming off his... I think his worst fantasy score since he debuted in yeah. only 39 minutes. Yeah, so he's not an 80-minute player, which means if he doesn't get tackle breaks, he'll probably do that score quite, quite low. Um, he could, you know, he could still bounce back this week, but he's not a reliable centre option now, like we hoped he was going to be. So definitely option B in terms of that question. Uh, Rhiannon Haybor asks, surely it's a smokescreen naming young Tonomapia instead of Scott. Do you see Bellamy doing the switcheroo before kickoff? I don't know if it's a smokescreen, but um, it could certainly happen. So I'm not sure about Scott's fitness. He, he was out. He missed the last game with illness. He might yeah. still be getting over that, so that could be an issue. I mean, on the field, he looks fantastic yeah. for his age, so you would think he'd be ahead in the pecking order, or I, I did think until the team list came out. Um, so it could happen, but it's a, when do they play? Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. So we won't necessarily know until the weekend, which is awkward for trades. Mm. Um, Craig Bellamy does have a long, proud history of completely disregarding fantasy coaches. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I wouldn't rule it out. I think they actually. I think it was round seventeen they made, or round eighteen they made the exact same late switch, to, yeah. or the the switch that we want. Tonham mm. appear out for Scott. So could happen. Um, four, fingers crossed. Again. Uh, at Doorstopper Wedge asks thoughts on Bryce Cartwright returning to gun status again this season. Ooh. I can't see it happening personally. I mean, I don't know. He did it last year playing at 5'8". Um, you would imagine if he gets a starting spot again, it'll be at lock probably um, or in the, on the second row. Um, but this year he's been well below his best, generally speaking. Um, Cleary and Moylan are the, are the playmakers. Mm. I don't know. What do you reckon? Well, probably looking ahead to 2018, he might be a great option to start the season with, you know, severely undervalued. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I can't see it happening this year. 
Uh, Michael at NRL Made in China. Is Nathan Brown still looking like a keeper with the chairman Manu, or Manu Mao is now a bit of a redundant nickname. <laughs> He's actually Manu Ma'u, but uh, is Brown still looking a keeper and will Scott be a late inclusion? I assume he means Curtis Scott. So see above for that one, but yeah, Nathan Brown. Well, Bo Scott won't be a late inclusion. No. So that's, that's probably the good news for Nathan Brown. That's the reason why he's playing big minutes, we think. So I think he's still a keeper, regardless yeah. of who's playing in the second row. Um, and, yeah, mm. Curtis Scott, we hope so. <laughs> Thumbs up all round. Moving on to Jack Bill asks, Frizzell or Jamie Bure, good point of difference options? Uh, well, as we mentioned, Bure's named on the bench this week, so I'd go Frizzell out of those two. I'd probably prefer someone else if you can afford an upgrade. The reason that those two are both pods is that they're not scoring 50 plus a week, which is what you want for a back rower in fantasy. Yeah, certainly not averaging that. Um, Bura did manage 52 against the Bronx, though. Um, but yeah, that's you know he played he played 71 minutes. Um, whether it's yeah, there's too many question marks around him to consider yeah. him as a serious option. Look look elsewhere if you can. Uh, at C Ashcroft ninety eight asks if Adam Reynolds is out, who do I trade in for him, Hunt and Buy or Gutherson? Looks like Adam Reynolds won't be out, but he could almost be a sell anyway. Yeah, he's around, he's around the the low uh, four hundred mark. Um, so in terms of options there, M Buy, you know, very erratic um, in his scoring um, of late, though done pretty well um, 60, 65, 57 and sixty one. So that pretty fair run of form over a month. It's, that is. It does include It's that. good. It's a mix of... Yeah, sorry, were you going to mention the try or playing? Yeah. Yeah. So a runaway try helped one week. Playing minutes at hooker helps. Um, they've named it at halfback again this week. So, again, the Bulldogs with those three. Frawley on the bench. Um, Leacher and Embiid look like they're going to rotate a bit. So it's a bit of a gamble there. Mm. Um, ben Hunt's been a keeper in the past. Yeah. I think he was quiet. Yeah, last week. 43 against the Knights. Um, didn't really take the game by the scruff of the neck sure. from a, a, a scoring perspective. But, yeah, as you said, big scorer in the past. Yeah, so I'd probably go Hunt out of those three. I mean, Gutherson's been really good as well. Fullback's just a bit riskier a position mm-hmm. than halfback. So. I guess you just keep Adam Reynolds if trades are an issue and exactly. he's going to be playing. We'll move on to at Fresh Kiwi Prince, who asks, he's getting rid of Elijah Taylor, but unsure who to grab in the second row or forwards. Any suggestions? I guess just the best one you can afford. I probably. think that's pretty, pretty much it. Yeah, well, Taylor's sort of at an awkward price, 443000 um, So hopefully you can free up some cash elsewhere and just get your, your best available option. Your Gallons, your Tamalolas, your Mannerings, your Debellons. Brodin Thompson, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> now, the big question of the week, and I have a whole page of different permutations of what to do oh, with Sean Johnson. We've got people asking about Cherry Evans, about Corey Norman, uh, about Pierce, about Cleary. Um, what do we do? <laughs> well, we'll start with the, the easiest trade is to go to Mitch Pierce. I think you will get yourself a sneaky six grand, huge <laughs> price boost. Could come in uh, handy later in the season. That's right. Um, obviously, the Roosters take on the Knights this week. Um, no Jake Friend and no Michael Gordon like we spoke about earlier. I don't know how that how that affects things because we've spoken about in the past that Friend lifts his game when Pierce isn't there. It's not like... Pierce is going to be making any more tackles or... <laughs> going to say, is he going to pick up the 60 tackles? Jeez, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we, we hope so. Um, but yeah, he could go big against the Knights. So He did that earlier in the year. I think he got high 80s 
Um, his break-even is about 70 this week, but as, you know, if he, if he does that again, he'll be his break-even. So, yeah, he seems the safest option. Um, I mean, no friend, no Gordon could potentially hurt the Roosters' attack, but against the Knights, it might not matter, mm. sadly. Um, yeah, so he's the safest option. Um, do we say Cleary is the next best after he just got the greatest well, score ever? He, I mean, clearly isn't going to get 126 points every week, but the impact that has had is it bumps his break-even right down. So if, you get, yep. if you're thinking about getting both of them, then I guess Cleary would be the, the ur- more urgent one, given his price is about to go up before it probably comes down again later in the season. Yeah, so Cleary's got the advantage of really solid base stats. Um, gets a lot of kick metres with that booming kicking game of his. Mm. Kicks goals, you know, close to the best goal kicker in the competition um, and then when he has a good attacking game like he did in the weekend I mean he can't do that again that's what he had three tries two try assists um, line breaks 100 kick metres in that game as well oh, which is incredible good, really. but, but if he does you know half of that then he gets a really big score so um, he's a good option he'll probably get more 40s than Pierce will Pierce seems to get 50 plus pretty much every week mm. which is really handy um, so both those guys are probably the top two Cherry Evans, we mentioned, um, you know, he's been playing great. His base stats aren't as good, although they were pretty good on the weekend. Um, he's cheaper than both. What's Cleary cost? I assume Cleary's expensive. Five thirty six now. Yeah, so DCE is under five hundred, which frees up a bit of cash if yes. that's a consideration for other trades. Um, there are top three. Any others? Munster maybe. Well, yeah, Munster could be. You mentioned before, CK Munster could come in there. Um, you know, you could move him around. Uh, at the mm. back as well. Um, then below that, we've got you know Hunt, Reynolds, Corey Norman, um, but these guys certainly haven't been at their the peak. Unless you want to free up that cash mm. yeah. and use it elsewhere, look to uh, look to Cleary, look to Pierce, or Munster or Cherry Evans. Mm. I think the fact that you're selling a guy who's just about the most expensive half means you don't need to worry about guys like Ben Hunt and Adam Reynolds, and you can just get the best guy that you don't already have, which I think is probably the go. It's purely if you need to. If, like if you were someone who sold Cameron Smith or never had him and want to get him this weekend, this is throwing your plans out, having to sell a gun. Maybe you want extra cash some other way, but um, yeah. yeah, aside from that, just get the best. What about our personal trades? I know I was dealt a double injury blow, so I've got uh, Cleary in for Sean Johnson this week and Paul Gallon in for Trent Merrin. What's on the radar for you two? Yeah, it, it weirdly comes down to whether Curtis Scott's playing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, it really affects who I cash out. I need to get Cameron Smith in, so... Um, yeah, I'll wait and see. Yeah, so at the moment, I am downgrading Merrin um, to just a, a dual position bargain basement guy, using that cash to upgrade Brayley to Smith. Um, that, again, is assuming there's a lot hinging on Curtis Scott. So, Craig Bellamy, if you are listening, <laughs> please play Curtis Scott. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But that, that's what I'm doing at this stage. can't believe we're all running with no Cameron Smith at the moment. That's remarkable. I know we're all getting him back. I'll have him in two or three weeks. I think it worked all right for overall points, at least in, mm, the, um, yeah. in the origin period. You know, I've snuck into the top 500. So, um, yeah, just have to be able to get him back now. Nice one. Well, that, that wraps us up. That's all our questions. That's all for a Monster Round 20 podcast. Uh, we've got the Teams blog on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we've got the, the fancy preview video on Thursday morning. Get your questions in on Twitter using the hashtag NRL Fantasy, and we'll get to some more then. Uh, until then, good luck on the weekend and happy trading. For your chance at $350,000 in cash and prizes, head to fantasy.nrl.com and register your team today. 
You've been listening to the NRL.com Fantasy Podcast.